Hello and welcome to Align Your Mind. My name is Chelsea Tanner. I'm a flutist and a mindset coach for musicians. And I am so excited to record this for you. I just had an amazing weekend coaching people who have never been coached before um, in what I called my free coaching weekend extravaganza, which is just a really fun name, I thought. And my heart is just so full with the response that you all had to this podcast, uh, anyone listening who was in my coaching weekend. And I just, you know, sometimes you make these things in a little room that, you know, you don't know if it's going to reach anybody. You don't know if it's going to resonate with people. And I just feel so grateful for everyone listening to this right now because I am just hoping to give some relief to anyone who is struggling with the mental side of being a musician and the fact that so many of these have resonated with people and you keep listening just means so much to me so um I just I can't really describe then I went to an amazing flute recital and I'm now recording this podcast the night before it comes out but I I do that a lot actually (laughs) but I am just so excited today because you know, there have been a lot of ups and downs. Um, uh, since 2020, there were just like a lot of downs for me. Um, it was very hard to find employment. I ended my DMA in the end in the spring of 2020. I also ended a visiting professor job that I, I absolutely loved and adored and just really felt at home in that job. And I wasn't able to continue it. Um, but today felt like I have the same love as I did then. And it's something I've been working through for the past three full years, basically. And I feel like, um, you know, I'm saying this because I had to choose myself to, to think that I'm worth posting on Instagram. I'm worth it to have a podcast. I am absolutely worthy of all of these things. And I decided to go into business for myself with all these tools that I've learned that I just really want to share with everyone I possibly can. So this is a big thank you and kind of a big celebration for me because I feel like it's the first full circle moment I've I've had in, in about three years. So we're just going to keep going and I just want to keep spreading the message of self-love and self-acceptance and self-compassion and that's what we're talking about today. So also if you would like to be part of the next weekly weekend coaching extravaganza, it was free. There were 10 spots. They filled up in less than 24 hours. It was incredible and uh I'm going to probably do one again next month and I'm going to send out the link to sign up for them in my email list first. So if you are interested in that, um, the link uh, to get on my email list is in the show notes. So go do that and you also get a little mindset tip every single week in your inbox that I don't post on social media. So um, yeah, without further ado, let's talk about self-love. We've done the self-love series. We've done acceptance, compassion, 
like being a loving self-witness for yourself. And now I want to talk about cultivating a loving relationship with yourself. And this concept for like five years ago seemed like it was so foreign to me. I was in the camp of like, I don't need that stuff because I'm so high achieving and that's what matters and that's what's going to get me where I want to go. And until everything started to come to a head and I (laughs) tried to achieve a little too much, (laughs) did I girl boss a little too close to the sun? I wonder if that's the correct term. Um, But, you know, I just started feeling so insecure and not confident. I was doubting myself. I really couldn't sit alone with myself without a negative thought happening. So I would just listen to podcasts or music constantly. So my thoughts wouldn't start to spiral. I would wake up with anxiety at three in the morning. It's a whole thing, right? So how we treat ourselves really matters, right? We are in relationship with ourselves. Now, I want to kind of define what I mean by relationship. When we have a relationship with someone, right, it is based on our thoughts about them, right? So you could have a loving relationship with someone and you can feel love when you think about them, right? You can really dislike someone and you probably feel dislike or hatred toward that person when you think about them because of the thoughts because of the beliefs you have about them and the same is true for you if you think about yourself how do you feel good bad that's a really telling exercise and if your brain starts to spiral into the negative just like pause and shake it out right like literally shake your body out maybe dance to a song honestly I've taken to dance breaks and they really help um but I I want to offer that perspective because I think so much of the time we're like oh I just like am myself and I don't have a relationship with myself it's like yes you do because you have thoughts about yourself you have a relationship with yourself and this is powerful because if we change our thoughts about ourselves and we believe them Right? If we make it to a point where we can believe really loving and generous and compassionate and amazing thoughts about ourselves, then we have an amazing relationship with ourselves. Now, I want you to think about someone you do have a loving relationship with. Right? You don't likely, you don't feel love for them 100% of the time. Like sometimes you get a little annoyed by them. Like maybe sometimes you get um, upset with them, right? But there is this undercurrent of love. So I want to offer that having a loving relationship with yourself is similar, right? I'm not just sitting here being like, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself, like all the time. (laughs) That seems wild. (laughs) So if anyone thought that's what it is, it's not. Um, But it's this sort of ebb and flow of, oh, I'm going to try this hard, scary thing. I'm going to have my back afterward. I'm not going to beat myself up. And if thoughts come through my head, which they do about like about me, about my work, about anything that are not supportive and not something I actually want to believe, right? Like those might still come up, but it's a matter of like, oh, you know, realizing, oh yeah, like that one hurt, but we know it's not true. 
it's talking to yourself in a way as though you would talk to like a child that just got their feelings hurt and I immediately of course my mind goes to like well what about people who are like oh it's tough love like you know no one needs to be treated like a child it's like it's not really the child metaphor that matters here it's like the loving place it's coming from if that makes sense so it's not like you're treating yourself like a child you're treating yourself with love and you are more likely to do that with a child I think (laughs) it's it's helpful for me to think in that way And one of the things I want to talk about is when you do have big feelings, when you do have anxiety, when you do have fear, when you do have all of these big things in your life that sometimes make you spiral into self-doubt, right? And self-criticism. We have fear of putting ourselves out there. We have fear of rejection, We have a fear of all these things because they're primal. It's not because there's something wrong with us, right? We have fear of rejection because thousands of years ago, and I know I've said this a thousand times, but thousands of years ago, if we got rejected from the group, we would die alone in the woods. I want to offer this analogy. Like if, and it's going to be another child analogy. Like if you're in charge of taking care of a child and you're walking down the street and you know that they are afraid of clowns, Okay, and a a clown is walking toward both of you and you know this is going to emotionally affect this child you are going to likely hopefully do everything that you can to help that child feel okay you're going to hug them you're going to comfort them afterward you're going to tell them it's going to be okay Maybe you buy them ice cream, right? (laughs) Something like that. I think that that's a really amazing way to look at how we would treat someone else and then how we treat ourselves. Because how many times have you beat yourself up for being nervous or feeling anxious before a performance or X, Y, and Z, right? Like maybe you didn't play your best because you were afraid of how it was going to go. There's so many instances like this where we tend to pile on the shame because we feel a certain way. Being afraid of something is exactly and only a natural sensation caused by how your brain is interpreting the world. And you can't always help how your brain is interpreting the world you subconsciously pick up so many messages implicitly just by living every single day your body and mind hold on to that your conscious mind does not there's a lot of stuff going on that maybe you don't have access to until you start to kind of untangle this web of feelings and really sort things out. So this work is so you can learn how to take care of yourself, right? How to respond to that scared part of you in a loving way. I always know when I get really self-critical 
there's a part of me that's scared. If I get self-critical about, you know, what I'm wearing or my body before I go out with friends, I'm scared of being rejected by them. Like part of me is just scared of that, right? And it's, it's not rational. It doesn't have to be. It's primal. It's normal. <laughs> and, and I do my best to give that part of me a metaphorical hug because she's just scared and that's okay we can do this you know and it's hard sometimes when we're in it when we're really believing that voice that's doubting us so much that it wants us to quit everything right that's that function of self-doubt but that self-doubt is coming from a scared place always and I think when we're able to see that, that it's not an actual pure truth that we're not good enough. It's our brain being afraid of rejection. It's afraid of emotional pain, right? Because that used to be functionally what kept us alive. But our brain software is not up to date. I want to talk a little bit about feeling love and what that means. Some people say love is a verb and love is a feeling. Did I say love? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, love is a feeling. I firmly believe love is a feeling. I, in the sort of in the thought model that I teach all my clients, one of the aspects of it is that um, your feelings really drive your actions. And you know this if you start practicing when you're feeling really defeated or when you're feeling really curious. Those two practice sessions are going to be fueled differently. They're going to have a different result. So um, I think that, you know, aligning your feeling with the result you want is a huge part of mindset work. And love is a feeling. Think about what love feels like in your body. You can think of someone you love You can just think about it. For me, it's like a warm, it's like a warm sensation, like in my chest and in my stomach. It's just like all like nice and fuzzy and warm and great. And then you can conjure love. Like if you just felt love right now, like you could feel that more on purpose if you wanted. Um, Just a little side note. (laughs) Um, So for me, that's how it feels. And when I go about practicing this way, when I talk to myself, which is an, a verb, when I talk to myself and do it with love, that's going to create a really different result than if I do it with shame. It's going to create a very different result. So I think love is a verb in that you can fuel your actions with love, right? It's it's so incredibly helpful to ask yourself, what would love say right now? What would love do right now, right? Like literally if you're confused about how to treat yourself, ask yourself what love would say to you I was discussing this with a client the other week and it was so amazing we got to talking about how 
you know, you want to be on your own team. And what that means is if someone is criticizing you or if someone leaves you a mean comment on Instagram or, you know, something like that, that you stay on your own team. You don't all of a sudden start agreeing with them and beating yourself up, right? You stay on your own team. It's like, it's like if someone was like switching teams, the Super Bowl just happened. So it's on my mind, like switching teams on like at halftime because the other team is winning. Like, no, that of course that doesn't happen. People say ride or die for a reason. Have that kind of energy for yourself. Like, I want you to imagine if you were ride or die with yourself. And anyone who's not on board is just not on board. And that's fine. But you're not about to switch teams. Right? Like, other people cannot be fans of your team. You don't care. You like your team. And you have to be on your own team. We were talking about that in the session. And then um, my client messaged me later. And they had the thought, Love is always on my team. And that's so beautiful because it's true. It's never not on your team. It never feels bad, ever, to feel love. And I think that is something that is never really explicitly said. But I think that to turn it inward it does take some work sometimes. And I commend all of you out there for trying this stuff on, for like these thoughts on, all of these different concepts on, and seeing what resonates with you and take what you need at this time. Building a loving relationship with yourself will change a lot of things. The thing that I've noticed most in the past few years, well, in the past like 10, I suppose, I was never very good at taking care of myself. I think especially in my undergrad and master's, maybe I grow, grew up late, but I was so focused on flute and all the stuff I was doing, and I just kind of neglected like washing my face or um, like taking my contact lenses out. Yeah, that was painful and it backfired. But um, like just these basic things that I just didn't do and I never knew why I didn't want to do them. Um, And I think that as soon as I started to cultivate a loving relationship with myself, I get more why people do like skincare routines now. Like I want to wash my face. I want to take care of my body. I want to take care of my mind. I want to create an environment for myself that is filled with amazing things and with love, mental environment, physical environment, all of that. When before I was just trying to get through And since I had such a low opinion of myself, I just didn't think it was worth doing. And so when you're able to really 
have this care-filled relationship with yourself, it becomes really beautiful. You start practicing different, right? Like differently. It's, it's so crazy because now I practice for myself. Yeah, sure, I hope other people like it. But I practice for my future self on stage. I don't practice for the audience. They're going to like it or they're not. My future self on stage wants to feel comfortable. My future self on stage wants to be able to communicate what they've prepared in such a loving way because I ask myself if I love what I'm playing, like how I'm playing things. And I guess if I love what I'm playing. (laughs) But I think that when we're able to cultivate this relationship, it can become really settling. It makes you feel a lot more in control and a lot less like your value is based on anything outside of yourself. Once you value yourself, once you choose yourself, once you're on your own team, a lot of things change. So if I haven't sold you on it yet, I probably won't be able to. <laughs> but, but this work is so worth doing. And if these episodes resonated with you and you want to work on your relationship with yourself, I am offering a 30-day transformation of your relationship with your instrument. This is using modalities where I get to coach your subconscious mind. So we talk a lot about thoughts on this podcast, but this is something totally new. This is something that I have found so empowering and some of the most important work I've ever learned. And I'm so excited to share it with you if you're interested. Um, So 30 days, three sessions, or more depending on what you need. These are your 30 days. We get to talk over Voxer when you're have when you're in, kind of in the thick of these moments. And I just am so excited to bring this to whoever needs help with their relationship, with their instrument, with their career, whatever it might be. So if that is something you're interested in, um, there's a link in the show notes to sign up for a discovery call. We'll talk and we'll see if it's a good fit for you. There's no pressure. So... Sign up for a discovery call. Like, truly, nothing to lose here. Um, And I hope you have a beautiful week. We have an amazing guest on the podcast next week, and I cannot wait to share that with you all. Um, But I will see you then.